Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Caitlin James Podcast. This is a place where I love to empower business owners to build profitable and purposeful businesses, and I'm excited to dive in. This is going to be a short but effective podcast. I am speaking that into existence. It's going to be a small but mighty, fast, but man, you're going to get a lot out of all of this. <laughs> Okay. Wow. This is going great. Because really what I want to do during our time together today is break down some tips that have stemmed from a recent KJ All Access episode. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, uh, I have no idea what that is. It's surprising that you don't know what that is. That means you may be new around here or, um, you've been around for so long you've forgotten. Let me explain. Back in 2017, fall of 2017, I had this epiphany that I wanted to create a membership that allowed people to see me put my education into action. So my lighting, even my editing, my posing, the way I treat people, my client experience, I wanted all of that to be seen through real life scenarios. So instead of people just taking my courses and being like, oh yeah, you're great. That was fun. I learned a lot. I wanted them to be able to have a membership to a place where they could constantly have just hundreds of videos watching me shoot and deal with different people, different lighting, different venues, different problems, different bad decisions, good decisions, challenges, and KJ All Access was born. KJ All Access is basically um, one of the best business ideas I have ever had in my entire career. And it is a membership that allows photographers to learn from behind the scenes. It's, it's as if you are my virtual third shooter. And if you're a beginner photographer, it is one of the most valuable resources you could ever invest in because it, while I wouldn't say it can replace second shooting, it is a close second. It is going to give you experience learning and watching a pro as if you're standing right behind me, especially for wedding days. And so it's only $29 a month and it is just, it's a huge resource for people who desperately need to have experience in order to get their career off the ground. It's actually, it's also a great experience for people who are more established that need new inspiration, that need to approach the differently because certain things aren't working for them. So um, that's enough about all access. But the reason I am mentioning that, and we will, you know, include information about that in the show notes. This episode is stemming from questions and thoughts and feedback that I got from a recent, my most recent all access episode. Oh, it was so unique because you can just look at, you know, the visuals of the day and be like, yeah, you know, KJ, that doesn't look like your type of wedding. Um, it, It was not the most ideal client. Uh, and so I'm going to break down how do you give your clients the KJ experience when they're not technically like the, the normal KJ couple, right? First, before I dive in, let me explain how did this even happen, right? How did I get into a situation where I was photographing a wedding day for a couple that like wasn't really my ideal couple. How does that happen when you're 14 years in and you're an educator to over like 40, 50,000 students and, and you just, how does that happen? Well, I'll explain. It happened because a planner was very excited to work with me. It was an estate wedding outside of Charlottesville, which I love shooting in estates because I feel like my compositional brain can just be, you know, on fire. And I just thought, you know, why not? 
why not do this wedding? And, you know, the planner was super pumped, super thrilled that I was available. It just seemed like very exciting. And I even, I did a call back in the day. And actually these two booked, I think they booked like back in 2019. But because of the pandemic, you know, their plans really got altered. Wedding got delayed, almost got canceled. So anyway, it was a situation where a planner seemed super excited. I wanted to work with her. She was talking about all the details. It's going to be elaborate. They're going to have the you know really cool color scheme. And it just sounded like, great, perfect. I'd, I'd love to talk to him. Talked to him on the phone. It, it was fine. You know, nothing extraordinary. I thought, yeah, we, we'll be fine. Um, but they weren't the typical KJ couple. Now let's fast forward to the night before the wedding. So the wedding was on Halloween or the night before was Halloween. One, I can't remember exactly, but I showed up to the rehearsal dinner. Now, if you know anything about me, uh, you're going to just get the sense that like Caitlin showing up to a, a pretty like dark inspired themed rehearsal dinner on the eve of, of Halloween or Halloween night, whatever it was, everyone's dressed up kind of a little demonic. Um, we've got like horn horns coming out of people's like they're wearing headbands that look like they have devil horns. You know, uh, there was crystals to kind of connect with old spirits of ancestors at the rehearsal dinner. It was just, you know, not my norm uh, by any stretch of the imagination. The bride was wearing a cape. It was like a costume party meets a rehearsal dinner meets a communicate with like dead family members of the past. It was just so not what I was expecting. And I wish, gosh, one of my like life career regrets is going to be that we didn't film this because it was fascinating and it would have been so entertaining if I had just shown people, (laughs) oh, if I had just shown them what this was like. I texted my sister and I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but I'm currently on the porch trying to figure out what my shutter speed needs to be so I can surprise the bride by making her look like a ghost spinning on the porch, motion blur. I want her to look like a ghost. And I remember my sister being like, wait, 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 what's going on? And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. But I was there by myself. Um, and I remember thinking like, yeah, wow. Like how did I end up in this situation? That's like a little backstory. I think the rehearsal dinner kind of paints, paints a picture of like how different the couple and I are. And, and are they like Satan worshipers? No, no. They just were having a very unique rehearsal dinner experience because it was around Halloween. And so that was that. So the next day is the wedding day. Now, also randomly, I remember this and like, I, I don't know, I kind of blocked this out. I was getting something out of our minivan and we have like a really high cinder brick, cinder brick. What am I saying? Cinder brick wall in our um, garage. It kind of comes up to like a normal person's like thigh. It's like where the, the block comes up before the drywall of the garage and like the, the, the normal walls start. I stepped back on the edge of a kid, like car or truck, and I lost my balance. And I just full body weight landed and my back hit right in the middle of the center blocks. And I really thought I broke my back. This happened the night before a wedding uh, or the, before the rehearsal. And I mean, I was in pain. I almost went to the ER, but I, I found out like, I think it's fine with ice. So anyway, so I'm kind of hobbling around. There were just a lot of things that made this challenging. And so anyway, we show up on the wedding day. My back hurts. 
not feeling 100%. And you can you can tell watching the episode that like there were just a lot of things that were not the normal KJ approach. Like she didn't fill out, the bride did not fill out any questionnaire. I kind of had a timeline from the planner. I didn't know really who hired me exactly. Like was this mom and dad's idea because mom and dad kind of seemed a little bit more like uppity Charlottesville type. Um, Maybe the wedding planning was all kind of like they're doing and they wanted to invest big time in photography. But at the time, I mean, $12,000, I mean, it was not cheap. I mean, maybe it was 10,000 because they booked so far like in advance and then the pandemic hit, but still, I mean, anything, a five figure bill for a photographer, it's a lot. And so I'm trying to figure it out. I, I show up, the, the bride cusses like a sailor, which is totally fine. Like that is her, that's her friend group. Like that's who they are. But I did have a, I did have to put a disclaimer on the uh, episode because a lot of people watch with, with their kids. Bride had a bright yellow dress. It really was, I mean, it was so unique and there were just a lot apart. There wasn't even really a ceremony. It was called a toasting ceremony where some people just stood up and shared some thoughts, but there was not a ceremony. Um, there wasn't really a plan on like how she was going to enter and exit. It was kind of just um, a, a thrown, to de- thrown together situation. The reception was the big deal. It was beautiful. The florals, the design of it, it was beautiful. So why am I doing this episode with you right now? It's because if you were to watch this episode, which some of you have, you would notice and feel the struggle for me that there's so many elements of what normally makes a KJ wedding, a KJ wedding that we're not there. So I want to talk through how, how do you serve and love clients? Well, how do I give them the full KJ experience when they are not the normal KJ fit? Does it mean they're a bad fit? No, but they're not the normal fit. And so what do you do in that situation? How can I empower photographers, but really anybody else who's in the service industry, how do you give people who are not your ideal clients that kind of surprised you as like, wow, how, how did I find myself in this situation? How do you give them an experience that's going to work in your favor, leave them talking about you and make them truly feel loved and taken care of? I'm going to run through some tips. I have four tips I want to explain and break down, and then I'm going to let you go on your merry way and start applying them the next time you find yourself in this type of situation. All right. Tip number one, if you find yourself in a situation like this, find the people on the day that you do connect with. So did I connect with a bride? Oh, maybe I, I think she felt like we did. I I know that I know my normal experience and um, I felt disconnected, but I hope she felt connected. I hope she felt loved and like truly like we were on the same page because that was the goal. But for me on the day, in order to just feel like I have some grounding on like what's going on and I I need to find people I connect with. And so I connected with the planner, even though she, if you watch the episode, she forgot to give me the invitation suite. I had already kind of come to the understanding that like, basically it was like dress and shoes. That's all I had. Um, And then she was like, Oh, I need to give you the invitation suite. I'm like, Oh yeah, gosh. Okay. We're like trying to get ready for the first look. And I had to throw that together. It was actually very beautiful. But the planner, I connected with her. She was fun. She had some good, like, not good energy. What am I trying to say? She, I don't know. Maybe she just had some life in her. And I just appreciated that. So I connected with her. And then once I met the the mom and dad uh, of the bride, I realized, oh, they're fun. Dad is fun. He's funny. All it took was kind of joking with him for a second to be like, ah, he, there are people. Understanding that makes a big difference because you've got some people that you can connect with. If you only sit and stew on the fact that like, I don't know how I 
got paired up and connected with somebody that it's not 100% what I'm used to, well, then you're just setting yourself up for a pity party the entire day. And, and it's not necessary and it's not going to serve you well. And it's also not going to serve your clients well or your business well, because the truth is, even though the bride was cussing like a sailor and was wearing a bright yellow dress with color cast that was, you know, I'm shooting just knowing like this is an editing nightmare. This is going to be really hard for me in post-processing. Even though all of that was going on, I st- it's still my job to make her feel amazing. It's still my job to give them a great experience. And I still have marketing power that I need to take advantage of and access. So I want them to feel as if they are truly the most perfect fit. And honestly, they weren't a bad fit. It just wasn't, it was very far outside of my norm. So find people that you do connect with and lean into those relationships throughout the day. When you start to find yourself feeling a little bit lost, like, gosh, what am I doing? Am I making anybody happy? I don't even know. Find those people and connect with them because it really made me feel great leaving that reception to know that like I connected with the mom and dad and they were very appreciative and I left knowing that they liked what they got from me. Second tip, you have to dig deep to find the authenticity. You have to be able to dive in and, and find at a much deeper level how you can show up in a real way. What do I mean by this? Well, normally if, you know, if I have a bride with a, you know, a Southern, like full hair, like updo. Maybe she has like different pattern blue dresses for the bridesmaids. Maybe her dress is classic, like off the shoulder lacely. It's not hard for me to praise that because I genuinely think it's beautiful. I think it's, I would pick that. I would choose that for myself. I would never choose a bright yellow wedding dress. Never. But that was my reality. And so what I mean by dig deep to find authenticity means You may have heard me in the episode say, guys, I need some of you. I need some boldness in my life. And what I meant by that was I found a way to appreciate you and a part of you, even though I don't like your decisions. So did I love the decision of the dress being bright yellow? No, it it caused a lot of extra work for me. But I found a way, I was digging deep, and I found a way to truly feel authentic in what I was saying, and that is that I do appreciate their boldness. It takes a lot of guts to show up on your wedding day with a bright yellow dress with blue flowers on it. Like that takes boldness and guts, and I do admire that. So digging deep to find the authenticity allows you to be able to find ways to praise and engage without feeling like a complete fraud. Also, it's a form of loving your client. Digging deep and finding ways to connect with them and not just writing them off as like, oh, we don't connect. Style is so different. This is not my ideal scenario. Why am I shooting this? Then you're asking for a pretty miserable day. Point number three is to find a challenge and make it a game. What do I mean by this? Well, throughout the day, I think visually you could just tell that like, wow, this is not the KJ look. This is not normal. It was actually really challenging for me to be like, hey, I don't normally shoot this stuff, but I'm going to KJ this situation. I'm going to KJ this whole wedding day. I took it on as a, as a challenge and there were moments where I didn't feel motivated to do it. But overall, looking back at their gallery, I'm like, oh, I totally KJ'd this thing. I totally made it look like me, even though it was so far from my normal style. And so I found a challenge. I made it into a game. How can I tweak, alter, manipulate, and shoot this intentionally to make it look like my work, even though it's not necessarily my style? I have another great example of this. Making it a game, I remember when I, like I mentioned before, 
being outside and being like, okay, I'm going to go tell her, Hey, if you bring your cape out here and you spin around, I'm going to be able to kind of make you look almost like a ghost, almost like you're not here. You're like half here, half not. And, um, and she just loved it. I remember when she, after we did that, I had showed her kind of like a preview on the back of the camera. I'm like, look, see, it's kind of like you're there, but you're half missing because the shutter speed was so uh, slow. It kind of like just caught a little bit of that motion, but you, you can't see her in the photo. She said, oh my gosh, you just get me. That's what she said. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm amazing at this. <laughs> now, is that what I really thought? Well, I did kind of think that like I am in a situation where they are inside, there's crystals, they're, they're talking about, you know, communicating with past relatives. They, they, a lot of people dressed up as if they were Satan themselves. It just was not my vibe, not my scene, but I have made that bride feel like I get her. And I truly was getting her. I was leaning into what she wanted and coming up with creative ideas. And so when she said, oh, you just get me, I thought to myself, yep, this is what it means to be a pro. This is what it means to be super professional, to be able to walk into a scenario that is far from what you ultimately want, far from what you thought you'd be photographing and make a bride say, oh my gosh, you just get me within 30 minutes. That is a win. And that's a challenge. And I view it as a game and it really helped me thrive on this day. Last but not least, last point, remember the bigger picture. This was really important for me. And I can't say that I always leaned into this, but it is really helpful to remind yourself that for me, now the big picture is different for everyone, right? Everyone's purpose and big picture is going to be different. But for me, my purpose in business is to share the light of Jesus through the way that I love people, interact with people, photograph people. And that doesn't change if the client is hard to connect with. If the client has wild themes that don't match and a style that doesn't match my own, um, or if there's a challenging personality situation, none of those things change the fact that I feel called to be a photographer to change people's lives through my gift. And if I truly believe that, and I truly want to lean into that, then that means that even when things don't go my way, even when a client is a little bit harder to work with, even when the colors are really wild and off and bolder than I would like, the call is the same and the purpose is unchanging. You, you don't get to decide which people you want to have impact on and which people don't. You don't get to decide which clients get to see the Jesus in you or not the Jesus in you. And of course, that is my example. But for everyone, maybe that's a challenge for you. It's like, why do you do what you do? If it's just to make money, you're going to fall short. You're going to be frustrated and miserable eventually. It's got to be more than just the money. Remembering the big picture for me looks like standing back and saying, I'm not loving certain aspects of this right now because of X, Y, and Z, but I do know that my client trusts me and I do know that I have impact on her life. So I'm going to lean into this. I'm not going to give up on this. I'm not going to throw my hands up and be like, well, I don't even, I'm not even going to try because look how far from like my style this really is. I, um, I would challenge anybody to really think through, and maybe this is a good takeaway from this, but really think through how would you treat someone that got in front of your camera or came into your business if you're a service-based business and you know it's not a great fit, but you need to fulfill your promise. They already booked something. Ultimately, ultimately, I feel like this wedding for me was a challenge and a reminder to go back to the roots of why you serve people the way you do. Like, I just felt like it was me getting a nudge from the Lord being like, are you going to love them like you love everybody else? 
Are you going to serve them like you serve everybody else? Even if the colors aren't what you prefer, even if their personalities are a little different, even if you're worried about how this is going to look on the blog, are you going to show up and love them the way I would love them? Now for other people who don't have a faith background and they're like, well, what does that mean for me? I'm not sure what it means for you. The bigger picture is going to look very different. Maybe you feel called to be a photographer um, because you want people to feel confident and authentic to who they are. And you want to bring that out in the way that you photograph them. If that is your mission, then I would encourage you next time you have a challenging situation with a client is to remember that vision and lean into it despite the challenges. I think that this episode was so good because it was far out there, wasn't the normal KJ look. And I think a lot of people are watching this episode and realizing like, wow, like this is what KJ would do in a situation that wasn't ideal. This is how she would work with clients that are far from what the normal KJ client looks like. And I I think overall, it's been impactful for people. And I wanted to create this podcast episode to really break down some thoughts so that other people can not only watch that episode, but can leave watching that episode and listen to this podcast and go serve their clients. No matter how disconnected they feel, they can go serve their clients well. So thank you for tuning in. Whenever you come across someone who may be booked and fell through the cracks and isn't like the absolute perfect fit, I hope you will re-listen to this and take this advice to heart. Until next time, stay classy, San Diego. I'm just kidding. What am I supposed to I am so bad at this. So until next time, everybody, I just thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. I am constantly blown away at the amount of downloads we have. I feel like I don't even market or push it as well as I should. I appreciate you being here and I'm very, very thankful for you. And if you want to leave a review and share what you think about it, I would love that. No pressure, but that's always an option that you can do on iTunes. Thanks again for tuning in and I will see you next time.